You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Shark Tank After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Shark Tank After Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Bing is for doing. We're here doing another episode of Shark Tank. That's right. You're, we're listening to the Jaws music. In the words of Mark Cuban, if you walk into the Shark Tank and you don't see a sucker, you're probably the sucker. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm your host, Phil Svitek. Steph Z is still on the walk. Uh, the big movement from Chicago to New York to end bullying. But she will join us soon. Um, but in the meantime, we have Christina back. Hey, hey. And we've added another person to the panel. Hey. Her Great name is Brooke. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm Brooke Chavez. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm happy to be covering a smart television show. Yes. Put <laughs> this brain to work. All right. And thank you, Stephen. We, uh, we can kill the music now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. First item of the night. Ruffle butt. And rugged butts. Rough butts. Rugged? Rough. Rugged. Oh, rugged. Yes. Yes. Okay, overall thoughts on this product. Well, I, you know I always want to see something fashion related to fashion. Yes. I was not impressed. Really? I wasn't impressed. And you know what? They pissed me off because I don't know how they could say there was nothing like this on the market. It's children's clothing. I really, agree. Really, it's, it's, that's exactly what it is. What is the term ruffle butt? Like, they gave... Kept referring to that. Like, you know hey. what a, like a ruffle is—a ruffle shirt. Okay. Almost like how George Washington used to wear a blouse. It's like that. Okay. Um, it's the same exact thing. A ruffle is like different layering in the fabric, and I guess they put on like on the behind. Okay. I do. Do you? Have yes. You, so I, I have a two and a half year old daughter, and she's right. There are so many other companies who make the same. Um, I guess what were they calling ruffle it? Ruffle butts. Not not ruffle butts, but um now I can't think of the word for the the little undies um with the ruffles on the back. Bloomers. Bloomers. Oh, yes. There we go. They Thank make you. these little bloomers. I mean, they've been around forever. They're really cute for girls, and now the end thing is to put the layers of ruffles on everything, like little pants or be, go beyond the bloomer. And there's so many different companies that do this already. Right. And besides, I was really surprised. Besides, sorry, besides the ruffles, it was just a clothing brand that they created. I think they said they had clothing for um, girls and boys up to age six. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, what do you think about the fact that they're already making $3.7 million, estimated to make four point five for the for this year? I think that's fantastic. I wish we knew where they were selling this clothing. Yeah, they didn't mention that. At all, they? yeah. I'm thinking online. Um, because as a mom, I've gotten to going online and finding about cute, specific types of um, outfits um, that have, like, you can monogram or put the kid's name or put, like, daddy's little whatever. And um, I'm finding all those online, and moms are spending tons on that because everyone wants their kid to be, like, the cutest at the playground. But I did not think they would be making $3.7 million no. because there's such a huge market out there for this type of clothing. I mean, there's... 
a lot of different companies. Okay, so to that point, I, you know, for me, Mark, Mark and Kevin kind of brought up a good point, and then this is the same point. It was um, if I'm an investor, I want to know the hottest selling item. But when you have 2,700 SKUs, how you you know you can't really know that. And and but again, I'm not in the fashion world, and and you guys can speak more of that, and specifically you, Christina, like that. Seems like a shit ton. That is a lot. Huh? That is a lot. But I want to know specifically because, like, how many different bloomers do they have? They said six hundred of bloomers alone. Alone. That how can you have six hundred bloomers? I mean, there are only <laughs> so many that. colors, makes, models of bloomers. <laughs> okay, my experience is this, right? Um, I'm I've been watching Bar Rescue and things like that, and so when they create a food menu, they try to use simple, you know, the same types of ingredients, but use yeah, different, different variations. Ways, right. Mm-hmm. I bring up that point because I have a friend who who is very successful in the fashion industry, and he does a, every year he does a retreat with his. Um, employees and he makes them breakfast and then he makes lunch and he says what did you guys notice about lunch um and then they might pick out a few things and then he makes dinner and 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 things like that and he says you know what did you learn you know what did you notice about dinner that's the same as lunch that was the same as breakfast and what he did was he the leftover ingredients from breakfast he used for lunch the leftover ingredients from lunch he used for dinner so he's basically just reusing those things and he said that's how we got to think of our um fashion for each year is we have to you know whatever we don't use in the spring we use for summer fall winter whatever and i like that idea it's interesting but it keeps it simple you know what i mean right. you, you whereas like when you have that many skews it seems to me like you're going to be using a lot of material you know you know what i mean it's just a big expense absolutely despite pretty awesome sales well i think i'm interested to know too how much money they initially invested in. and i know they have no debt in the company but they obviously had to put a good amount in it first. And I don't think she necessarily had has a big fashion background. I think she was kind of like, oh, this is cute. I want to see this on my kids. I want to see this on my kids. And just got, like, designing happy. Right. She said she started in real estate. And right. she did fairly well in real estate. And then she just started designing clothes. But that many is just... It starts to get confusing. I would think that you would want, like, a set number of your best sellers that you want to focus on. Because if you start to modify every bloomer, like, oh, well, we have the pink and the red. But we've also added this one where there's one blue stripe and then this one. And it just, you know, it's just too much. I hate going into a store, like Forever 21, for example. And it's cheap and it's great. But there's so many different options and I'm just overwhelmed. It's just too much. And I'm just like, I don't even want to deal with it. I just want to walk out. I'd rather go into a store where there's, like a handful of really great options and then I can pick and choose. But when I have to sort through and as a mom, you just don't have time, time for, that. for that. Right. What I think would be interesting too is to see, because I mean, I love children's clothing as well. And I like, I am not trying to have kids anytime soon, but I know when I do, they're going to be like so prepped out. So I would be very interested in to see a business like this where they're like had with all this merchandise, if they have um, like items for like that preppy mom and dad or like for the preppy kids or like for those kids who want to have like a little bit more of a rock and roll feel because you had that one girl with like cute little ruffles and then like the little boy looked like a mini like mafiosa type kid right right you know what I mean from like a little gangster from back in the day so I feel like I didn't see any specific um I don't know there wasn't like anything specific that when I saw them I'd be like oh that's that great brand ruffle butts Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, so let me ask you this, you know, uh, all the guys were out, uh, you know, they didn't really care about the fashion end of it and, and, and also the numbers, right, didn't work for them. 
Barbara and Lori stayed in. Mm-hmm. If you were a shark, would you just kind of look at it like, okay, we just basically got we to gotta downsize the skews and things like that. We got to pick out what works and go from there. Yes, absolutely. I would say that we need to, A, figure out our best sellers, make sure to market those, figure out what's not selling hardly. I mean, if you sold a couple of whatever, the bottom thousand <laughs> or whatever yeah. skews, and just like streamline. Um, in order to make it less complicated. Well, they didn't really talk that much about their actual business. No, they they only, they only mentioned the sales, which, you know, again, yeah. when you mentioned that, it was like, oh, these sales are impressive. Whose deal was better in your eyes, Barbara's or Lori's? I love this uh, back and forth between the two of them. I think... I just feel like Lori's was alone. Lori's was alone. And that's it. With I some equity nine, attached. Yeah, 9, yeah. 9% equity. Yeah. I, th- I I just am loving Barbara this season. And I think that if they really tried to get Barbara down a little bit more, because Barbara would have gone down to 10%. So I think that if they went for one more percent equity, I would have gone with Barbara instead of Lori. Yeah. I mean, I, I for this one, I thought Lori's a better shark to do it with. But I also didn't 100% like her deal. But Okay, so here's my thing. I feel like everyone automatically wants to work with Lori when they have a product to sell because obviously that's what she does. Mm-hmm. But I think that these entrepreneurs need to be a little bit more prepared when they go in and see what other businesses the Sharks have worked on. Because I think everyone is just waiting for Lori to make um, a deal. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, Lori has worked on QBC. Lori has all, like holds all these patents. Let's work with Lori. She's definitely the best shark. But I think uh, Barbara could have done a fantastic job. Yeah, and one thing Barbara mentioned that we know is that she is great at building a brand. And one thing that we mentioned about Ruffled Butts is that they haven't really differentiated themselves with through all of these other kids' brands. Um, to where we would look at something and say, oh, you mu- that, right, that that's must like be a specific butts. brand. And so maybe Barbara might have, um, you know, helped to differentiate them. But I personally would have probably still gone with Lori um, because she does have all of those connections. And But we didn't know where they were selling. So we don't know if they're already in stores right. or if it's only online. So that, that would have been a helpful tip. Yeah. What do you think? Um, in this case... Damon... Yes, Damon. 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 I would have. I would have been like, "Hey, can I give give a call to Damon?" <laughs> Damon Let's see should have been offering. there for this. He would have been great. I mean, it's t- you know what I mean. Never <laughs> to kind of know what's, but um, ultimately, you know what? Bar- I think Barbara, you didn't could have done a really, really good job with right. that. But they went with Lori, so congrats to Lori. This this was a great cat fight throughout the whole episode. Definitely, and just in general, a tough, tough week. You know, for um, for the entrepreneurs, right? I, to, to sell their products, it was it was tough. Oh, it was tough episode? negotiations. It was Lori. Lori is really, really tough this episode. In this season, in general, I feel like in past seasons she has not been this tough. Well, I think. Well, you know what? I commend her for being a little bit tough. I mean, I think you know, as she later mentions, uh, Mark is mentioning. You know, that's a Kevin deal. I think she's picking up from Kevin, right? To make these sort of deals. Um, but let's talk about Edna, Doctor Edna. <laughs> 
Um, all right, you guys, you guys have to talk about this product more mm-hmm. because Phil doesn't want everyone to know that he has the Numb Nuts edition. No, of that this. he manscapes, and that <laughs> not he, that we know, and that he manscapes. He was just trying to push it on to us because he doesn't want to look guilty. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Sorry for blowing up. The your product spot. was more intended for you guys. <laughs> this is L.A. It's okay, Phil. <laughs> L.A. man manscapes. Uh huh. <laughs> so bare ease. This is very interesting, and I liked her a lot too. She was really funny. And I saw a little bit of her tweeting between with Lori. And Lori was like, oh, man, like, they cut out so much of the funny stuff during your pitch. So I guess it was even more entertaining than what we saw, which I would have loved to, loved to see. But she wanted, what, 50K for 20%. Mm-hmm. And essentially, this is just a branding issue because it's just numbing cream. Right. Well, here's the thing. I, I, For your bikini line. And apparently it moisturizes and helps <laughs> right. the skin as well. But that's, that's what they all say. I think that this... Well, okay. Did they talk about how long you need to leave it on for? Because I don't remember hearing that. Mm-hmm. What was it mentioned? It, it was made out to be kind of quick. I mean, yeah, I don't, like I don't put know. put it on, put on the... the the Miley Cyrus underwear, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna regret asking this. Let's hear it. But in preparation for an appointment, how many days do you need? Like, what is a typical preparation phase? You know what I mean? And to maybe- numb? No, yeah, I don't know. Right. What you are you do? trying to say? I'm trying to get to the answer of how long you guys are asking. You would put this stuff on like five or ten minutes before you would go you? in to get. Yes, I actually That's worked it? at a yes. Okay. I, I worked at a med spot, not like. Where they wax, but where you get like Botox and Juvederm and all that way back in the day, and they use a similar, um, just lidocaine numbing cream. It's like five or ten minutes before you like get your Botox in- injections, for example. So yeah, it's like five, ten, fifteen minutes at most. See, I think this would be terrific to sell at spas and like right. nail salons or anywhere, yeah, anywhere where women wax. are getting. Are you saying it's a licensing deal? Yes, yes. That's what we need. Yeah. Why wasn't any of the sharks? Well, they did say that. Yeah, they, they mentioned that. I think they just were like, I can't have, like, berries on my resume. <laughs> I'm, like, just not going to start work- <laughs> pitching this to people. I'd ha- no, here's the thing. If, <laughs> I mean, if it was making money, then, you know, I, I don't care what's on my portfolio. Mm-hmm. I think their concern was Dr. Ma's lack of focus on the actual product itself. She's already, she said she was working in academia, she's a doctor, and she's a mother. She hasn't really put... It's like a hobby for her. She's like, hmm, this would be a good idea. She's probably, like, hanging out after work, and she's like, I'm going to take some of this lidocaine before I go get my bikini wax. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm stealing this from from the office, and then voila. Created something. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Um, She needs needs a good partner. I think, you know what I mean? She's looking for a partner in the Sharks, but she just needs an everyday partner um, that's willing to do it. Um... But, uh, you know what? I think she's done a terrific job considering everything else she's doing. And I know it's only 50, I think, 6,000 or 45,000. 45, and she's projected to do 62. But considering all of her other occupations, that's pretty good. Again, it's, it's good for now. But I think she needs to bring in someone into the business. Speaking of that, um, mm-hmm. why don't we bring in uh, one of our callers, uh, Stephen Patchamon through. Caller on the line. Hello. As soon as you said that, they hung up. No! Oh, I was, a call. I was so call excited. Back. Uh, see, here's what happens. Every time I had a caller, they get so scared. Is the guy thought he was ready to enter the shark tank, but wasn't? Well, do you well. want to know what's sad? I thought 
I could not read that properly. I thought he was telling us to call Dr. Edna. Yes, like, we have her number? I'm yeah, we're so going to call excited. Dr. Edna. Um, but fans, you know, we appreciate you guys calling in. Again, through my experience, I tend to not take as many phone calls because you guys get scared. But um, in lieu of that, please continue to go to uh, um, iTunes and YouTube, rate and comment. Let us know what you guys are thinking. Let us know what uh, products are your favorites, what was favorite deals, anything of that nature relating to the show. Um because we like to read it. It's fun. And if that was you, call us back. Yes, yes. We want to hear from you. <laughs> uh, okay, so everyone was out on this deal. Absolutely. Yep. Well, again, as, as Brooke said, it's, it, it just, it's a lack of focus on Edna's part, and it's just not going to work. You have to give it your all. Yeah, she, she definitely needs a partner. And then yeah. she, maybe she can repitch it. But given that it was on Shark Tank, maybe people... Did she say she's selling it online? Yes. Yes. That's so where most of her sales she came might, from. her sales might go up. And did they get an opportunity to ever go back? Um, we they, Like The that. Voice? Like, if you're not so great this time, work on your singing skills and come back. They don't, but, um, you know, the fact that, okay, her and Lori are tweeting and things like that, it's, it, you know, their relationship stems outside of the show. Right. And so, you know what, if if she does kind of continue to build the brand, then you know what, maybe she can tweet back at Lori and say, hey, you know what, I'm ready. And then maybe it's a separate meeting. Right. But again, right. it's it's an opportunity to pitch to Lori. Like, hey, since the show, I've got a partner that, that handles day to day. We're doing 500000 in sales. Boom. Let's make a deal. For sure. Last week we were talking about how we need a Spencer's item. Do you think this could be a Spencer's item? What's so Spencer? What like what qualifies as an item at Spencer's? I don't know. I think it'd be funny, especially for the numb nuts. Okay, numb. Okay. okay. I mean, if, it's, it's, numb nuts. if it's not actually lidocaine, though, it has to be like whipped cream inside, right? In order. To be yeah, something like that. Because yeah. uh, that's isn't that what's they're like um, gag gifts, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're sort right. Of. Okay. I mean, <laughs> yes. I, I think I think the the numb nuts with, as she's saying, like silly string or something like that. Then that's a Spencer's gift. Okay, uh, Doctor. I know exactly. I'm sorry for about. referring to Mary's in association with Spencer's. Oh my god! I can see that though. All right. Speaking of Spencer's gifts, <laughs> item number three. <laughs> All right, item number three. Uh, this was just a disaster. This is bad. Here's the thing. I actually like the concept. I like it in such a way that I might get a few of my own goats to, to do it all. Um, but the business, <laughs> franchising goats. Well, oh, my God. I just think, what was Matt doing? What is Spar- Sparky? Has a, Sparky, our mascot. He knows that we're talking about goats, so he decided he wanted to come and be a part of the show. Or talking about animals. He doesn't want any other animals invading the studios. Yes, yeah, Sparky is our mascot here at After Buzz TV. He's got a lot to say on the issue. Um, but anyway, it just... Okay, Rent-A-Goat LLC. Right. Your thoughts. Go. Go. I like the idea. I like it that it's a green alternative. Um... I think it's hilarious that they naturally fertilize as they work. I think there is no business plan. And frankly, I don't know why Mike needs Matt. Mike is the guy with the goats. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I don't know what Matt offers him. Matt offers him goat. Or 
what what Matt offers Mike. Yeah. He offers him a marketing solution because Mike obviously doesn't talk. <laughs> um, and he's in his own rural world as a goat person. But he's grossing over 600000 Right, right, right. But I guess Matt saw that opportunity. He's like, whoa, this guy's making great money. How can I spread this out and take it um, on another level via the internet? And... Um, he, Get he, more involved. His idea is to franchise this. Basically, you know, create a McDonald's. So Mike, or, uh, yes, Mike is an owner of a McDonald's. Right. But <laughs> it's just, uh, um, Barbara did bring up a good point. Okay, so you, there is a guy like Mike. But now you have to find more Mikes right. all over the country that are going to be decent and, you know, and handle all the goats and the transportation and all of this stuff. The business plan just doesn't make sense. At first, I thought, this has to be a joke. I mean, I know it's not. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm from Texas. I can see how, like, you use your animals to do what you need to do. And then it was starting to make a little more sense. But when they got down to the point that, yes, you have to find other people like Mike, not just, like, some schlum off the street who's like, ooh, I can buy a lot of goats, and then I can make 600000 a year. Then and you know and who has to have some sense about caring for these animals, transporting these animals, ensuring that these animals do what they need to do in a cohesive way. It's like it's never. It's, it's a lot it's of work. Too much. It's too much to make it happen. Isn't it insane though that 450 goats eat an acre a day? Yes, and That's uh, wild. I, it, it, to me, what's what's insane is that okay for an acre, it takes 2,700. Um, Per acre, like just with machinery, right, but um, at most twelve hundred per acre by the goats. I like those numbers, yeah. but again, it just we just need a business plan. But and then they didn't talk about time, like the amount of time it actually takes. Like, don't these goats get full? <laughs> and bringing like, new goats. I know that's interesting too. Like Are the, they going to be outside on your property yeah, all how day long? long? Will, how long does it actually take? Because time is a factor too. Sure, money wise, it's cheaper, but how long? Is it? Does it mean it's going to take three months versus two months? Or I mean, that that's also something that they didn't talk about. It's true. I mean, the nice part about it is it also doesn't make that loud ass noise. Oh, the weed no, whacker? because you're you're always trying to work, and you just hear. Wow, that was pretty good. That's really good. That was. You're like, come on! I'm trying to. I got this report to do. You can do it again. Um, so then uh, they talked about this natural fertilizer idea too, and um, they, Mike or Matt mentioned that um, like homeowners associations already use these goats or whatnot, and I'm thinking it's for the properties that they have to whatever clear out or whatnot. But the fertilizer deal, like someone has to clean. I mean, it's not like it, the poop is just there and that's it. Someone's gonna have to like spread it, clean it out. It just there's too <laughs> many working parts. And and aren't. then when you have an animal, it's not reliable. It's not a reliable thing. Like when just like animals in show business, you just never know what might happen with these various animals. That's true. So it's very true. And uh, you know, he got into Mike started getting into ROI. I'm sorry, Matt got into ROIs of what is forty five percent, and in in five years we'll be making this. Mark shot him up really quickly. Yeah, yeah because you, you don't know. No, right you now. don't. You know, you think I knew where AfterBuzz was going to be in a year? No. <laughs> but it grew like hell. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, just whatever. It's just terrible, it terrible presentation. I mean, okay, between them and the doctors, who was worse? Remember episode one? 
Oh, I didn't see that. I think the I think the doctors were worse. What was the doctors? Fill me in really quick. The doctors uh, came in very ill-prepared, pardon the pun, um, and were basically like, hey, we're going to make Facebook for doctors, but they didn't even or simplify Twitter it. for doctors. Yeah, they couldn't even simplify it to those terms. It was right. like, it's social networking for doctors. And it's like, but it does this. But that's not what it's showing. It's just terrible. At least those guys were doctors and... I think that the Sharks held them to a higher standard just because of that to begin with. And I think everyone watching as well. And they left and everyone thought they were assholes. And at least after this one, everyone's like, that Mike's a cool guy. So that goes to show you a little something. Everyone thought the doctors were assholes or the... The doctors. doctors. Right, because that's a little elitist, right? (laughs) I just want to like have my own social media site for us because we're doctors. That's actually what it was. Yeah. It, it was turning into that. Mark called <laughs> I mean, him out that's on like, it. like, yeah. <laughs> um, so all in all, you know, uh, Mike, I don't know what your business is. Again, I'm so confused. You- I, it was so confusing. I don't even have much to say on it because I was kind of like, what just, what is even going on? Yeah. But congrats to Mike and whatever <laughs> business you own with the goats, keep on goating. <laughs> all, I remember, Goat man. all I remember from his pitch is his... I'm not kidding, and there's some goat humor for you. Oh, right, right, right. Because kid. kids, yeah. Kid. yeah. Terrible, terrible. A goat, a goat kid. kids? <laughs> like that? Wait, uh, what's kid? A, a female goat a female is called goat a kid. Is a kid. <laughs> I didn't go. know that. There you go. Mark got Thank it. Thank you. Mark got it. Um, oh, shoot, we forgot to talk about Persephone, but maybe Persephone? We'll, we'll talk about her at the end. Okay. All right, let's talk about Veggie Mama. Product that Brooke, have you seen this product? I haven't seen it, and I go to Whole Foods, and I actually try to eat really well and feed my daughter really well. We eat lots of veggies. Um, I'm excited about it. I couldn't believe that Mark, who I love, who's a fellow, well, he's not Texan, but, you know, he might as well be, that he just was out so quickly. He's like, I'm not into the frozen food. I'm not going to do it because I thought it was a great idea because every day I'm trying to figure out how to feed Isabella more veggies, whether it's in a smoothie or, you know. Like, I, I've seen Pedialyte Pops. I was mentioning this to, to Phil. Like, mm-hmm. when they're when kids um, need to uh, replenish their electrolytes, instead of giving them Pedialyte in liquid form, which they don't want to drink because it tastes weird, they have them as a pop, and it's, like, flavor. It's sugar. I don't know. There's sugar in it, but it's sweetened. Well, this one doesn't have sugar in it, and it's vegan. Right. Agave Vegan, nectar. gluten-free. Yeah. I loved this. I love Veggie Mama. First of all, I... Love ice puffs. I just think they're delicious. I like so too. I would eat these. I would definitely. I actually am like. I need to go find them. Yeah, I w- that's true. I'm dying for. So a do, you, do you ever get a hankering though? You just want an ice cream, and you're like, I want to make a better decision. Like I'll, I should get sorbet. But then you think about it, and you're like, well, it still has like a lot of high fructose. So like a veggie pop is just great. Yeah, the, gra- the gal who's <laughs> wanting to like. It's like a. Per- it's perfect. a perfect snack for a dieting girl. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you. Exactly. I love it. I wonder how many calories are in each one. They didn't mention that. They did not. <laughs> I'm sure that was. Here's the thing. I don't think that's for the kids who are watching their waistline. Oh wait, this is for kids, right? right, right, right. <laughs> Excuse me. No, well, part of it is one of the reasons I'm sure it didn't get mentioned. Uh, you know, who really cares if? I, okay, is it going to make me money? Yes or no? <laughs> not like, oh, what's the calorie count? Well, consumers like to know this stuff. Yeah. Well. We'll figure that out later. There's carrot berry, citrus cucumber, and sweet potato pie. Those are the flavors. I don't know about that sweet potato pie. That sounds gross. What? 
I don't like sweet potatoes. I love sweet potatoes. <laughs> I just love Kevin, and and so here we go. Oh, yeah. We got we got the uh, we got the different flavors here um, on screen Such for those of you watching. Looks good. Um, you know, it's it's always a um, what do you call those uh, half insults, half compliments, or whatever, where it's like. Okay. Oh, like a southern compliment or a southern insult? Sure. Where I Kevin goes, wow, th- this is actually good. I yeah. expected it to taste like shit. Right. Backhanded compliment. There yeah. you go. That's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought they were called southern compliments. <laughs> that same thing. Like when someone says, oh, bless his heart, which really means like he's an idiot or, or something. Or like, oh, she she looks really good for her or something right, like for that. Her age. <laughs> uh, okay. But apparently, you know, all the flavors are good. Right. You know, um, so that's good to know. Uh, it always hel- It certainly always helps the product when the, the sharks like it. And all the sharks like it. You know what I mean? The fact that Mark was out, yes, but at least he enjoyed the product. Well, right. he was out at the beginning, Mark and Barbara. Yeah. But they tried the product before that. What do you guys think well, of the price? Because I feel like they're selling them for too cheap. I think well, I didn't get the price. What was it? It cost them a dollar ten to make, and they're selling them wholesale for two twenty five. I'm curious to see what Whole Foods is selling them for, because yep. I know I buy these gluten free pops sometimes, and I pay three dollars a pop for just one for a pop. So I'm getting like you're geez, getting screwed. I'm getting really ripped off. But this girl's so good. She sells them at the farmers market at the Grove, and they're delicious. So you keep going back. But they're three dollars. I could have a whole box. But they're not. It's not like a package thing. So I can see how if you were heading, right. hanging out, it's the whole experience. You're at the farmers market, right. you're getting the yeah. pop. This is two twenty five. She's selling wholesale for a box of six. Um, I mean, that's actually not bad. If right? you buy the crap stuff, like regular push ups, for right. a box of twelve, it's like three forty nine. Okay, uh, so it's it's on par with market value. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I think I just overpay for everything is what I'm realizing. That's you probably do. That's, you got to start couponing. I know my mom keeps telling me that. Go uh, on. I'd be it's interested. A whole other show. <laughs> Not that they asked, but I'd be interested to see if if we could get manufacturing costs down a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? There's I don't know. For me, there's no way it should cost that high. Right. Just to make a a popsicle. But they are using vegetables and fruits and agave. Like those aren't cheap ingredients at the same time. How well, much is really going into cheap. one? That's what's unfortunate about I know, that is day. Totally. And they invested $140,000, and they've made thirty grand profit so far. Which I thought was really interesting, their backstory before they actually went into the shark tank. Yeah, that was, that, that was a good Just, human story. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he quit law school. She sold the diamond out of her ring. They have $110,000 from their family and friends. That's a lot. Riding on this business. Now, you know what? Let's talk about them and Edna, right? So they, they went to this length to start this business. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, for Edna, I think the success story is to where she already got to. You know what I mean? The fact that she overcame everything, got to college, now has a good job, and, and is leaving that American dream. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I right. think that for her is the culmination of her American dream. Which isn't yeah. a bad thing, you know no, what I mean? But great. these guys, it's it's a different story. So I commend Edna, but I think that's the difference between Edna and these guys. Definitely. And that's kind of the difference, though, between someone who's, like, a real risk taker and entrepreneur, though. She's She wasn't ready to, like, jump all the way in 100%. But, you know, but what I, you know, in turn, again, going back to Edna, you know, she's had inconsistency her whole life, you know, of how, how are we going to survive? And now that, you know, now she's she's fi- found a stable footing... 
then you know what? She's achieved something. And these guys, you know, they they took a risk and they're trying to find that stable footing, which right. is, but that's in this business. Right. Well, the, and and then also he was in law school. Edna is an anesthesiologist. So she's making a whole lot more than, I mean, what is he? I don't know how they're even he's supporting themselves. Money. I don't know how they're supporting themselves right now because she's a stay-at-home mom and he's in law school. So. No, but he quit law school and he has a job that's paying him. Right. So while he was in law school, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. I mean. Yeah. He's got to have debts still, totally. despite that. Um, okay. I liked um, this was an interesting uh, battle, you know, because Kevin goes into it and he's like, OK, here's and I, I thought, you know, for what the offer was, uh, you know, Kevin structured it fairly enough and, and he's had success in the food business. So he would he would have actually been a good shark to go with. I think so, too. But people get resilient towards Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, they do. He's got that personality. Yeah, but he but he, he, he the. But for me, it's like, okay, his personality is to what? Want to make money. What do you think he's going to have you do? Make, make money. money. Exactly. I think he's. A, I think he would have been a great partner for them, especially, and he mentioned the cupcake business that is doing wonders that he worked with. So oh, that's Wicked Cupcakes. Doing so good, yeah. Yeah. Wicked Good Cupcakes. Yeah, it's doing great. They're Hall. from Boston, yeah? Yeah, they're yeah. Boston. I would have done so well. And he wanted, he was going to give him 75K, 50% royalties until he gets that back. And then 25 after that. And then Robert came in 75 for 25. Well, he came in at 100, technically 150. 150, correct. Because 75,000 of that was the salary for Robert. Right. I should have taken it while I was on the. he re- they really should have taken it, or but maybe I feel like if they countered him right away and was like, "Oh, do you think you could maybe come down a little bit?" Because they originally were at fifteen percent. Yeah. So if he said seventy five for twenty, or one hundred fifty for twenty instead of seventy five for fifteen, which they originally wanted. You know, I mean, like, okay, I th- I think they were. This is so tough because okay, uh, Kevin offered, Robert offered, and Lori mm-hmm. offered. You know, uh, I feel like most people don't counter enough to, to group um, people together. So I would have been like, hey, you know, could we get you and Lori or something like that? Right. Uh, they oh, just right. waited. And they don't think they just, And Mark and called group. them out on it. He's like, are you really thinking about that? Like, go ahead, take that deal. That's an awesome deal. It was. And they waited. And, and then they waited, yeah. But can't you understand? Wouldn't If you were in their position, you would want to hear what other offers are on the table. And I get that. Okay, but I would have, I would have done it differently. I feel like I don't know. There's something different. Well, what happened was that we got one offer from Kevin, one offer from Robert. They had a little bit of time. Then Kevin came back in with another offer. When they when he was coming back in with another offer, that's when Lori and Robert got together and were like, let's just blow him out. Right. Yeah. So they had like two choice, two two opportunities to take something, and then that's when it all fell apart. I and then, and then, ultimately, Mark and Barbara were like, "Let's just offer them this, and they'll all shut up." I, I thought it was a, it was a very impulse decision on their part to go with Mark and, and Barbara. Seventy five for twenty, so they lost that other seventy five. Yeah, and I don't think they realized that at the time. They're probably like, "Okay, awesome." They were. That's what they were. They just okay, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, let's go with them. No royalties. Perfect. Well, they, they all they were thinking was they didn't want the royal. They didn't want to have to pay the royalties for the rest of the companies. 
life. I honestly think they would have taken anything. I think, I don't think they, I think they really know they needed a partner. I think they're doing a great job on their own, but I think that they're a little afraid and they kind of want some guidance with them. They really should have, Kevin even said it's so important that they get, I forget the guy's name, the dad. Robert. 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 Um, get out of board. his office and get him on board and give give him that salary. It's going to be like so key, and they really should have gone with one of the one hundred fifty thousand dollars offers. I think they should have asked Mark and Barbara. What do you think about doing one hundred fifty? Yeah, I don't know. It's just it was just bad. You should have just gone. Moment. Here's the thing: Robert is more than fair with most of his deals. Right. More than fair. I mean, Lori. The, you know, today was was very shark-like. Mm-hmm. But Robert has always been fair, and, and he's such a great teacher. Why wouldn't you go with him? Absolutely. And especially, he, he offered up more. You know, the fact that he's offering a salary, I mean, so the equity was a little bit higher, but he basically doubled it. So, I don't know. Yeah, they missed Just, that. That one offer was the best. What do you guys think about Barbara being the teacher of the shark tank, as Lori said? Okay, well, I, I feel exactly like Robert said. Like, okay, understand that she's giving you a lot of free value, but you're getting nothing in return. I mean, granted, ultimately she came back in, so, you know, right. riled her up in that regard, but, you know. I like that she chimed in and got them. She might have screwed them up a little bit at the end, but at the beginning when, when she was chiming in, it was giving them something to think about, and, um, you know, it ups the drama and it ups does. the pressure. I mean, you know, with the royalty, I mean, it sucks to have to have royalty, but at the same time, that also means, you know, the shark wants to make more. I mean, they're always going to want to make money and be incentivized, but maybe, you know, because I'm getting such a high royalty fee, then you know what? I might even do more with it. I think Kevin's deal actually might have been one of my favorites. 150, no equity, just royalties. Mm Mm-hmm. Because essentially, at the end, oh, isn't the royalty pretty much the same thing as equity? It just can amount, you know what I mean? It can amount to different things. You, but, right, but... But look what he did with cupcakes. Right. Like, like a good cupcakes. I don't know. I, I don't think... It, it sucks that Kevin actually doesn't get the full credit that he deserves. Yeah, Sometimes. Well, that's what I think a lot... Of, I think they should have done a little bit more research. And maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But if... If they did, they would have known what a great job he did with Wicked Good Cupcakes and, you know, maybe what Robert has done in the past, too, that could really help them with their business. What I think is that anytime there's a food product on the show and we talk about it, they should send it to After Buzz TV <laughs> so that we can give our real knowledge about what we think about them, specifically Veggie Pops coming up soon. We'd really like to try them. So I like that idea. Up. Well, we can, go to, we, can, we can go to Whole Foods, maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, all in all, I don't know. I just, with them, I thought a terrible choice. But, I mean, it's Mark, so Mark's always going to be great. Um, and Barbara, yeah. Mark doesn't even want to do the work. Well, he said, I don't want to do, yeah. So how'd they be so great? Barbara, you got Barbara. All right, <laughs> you got Barbara. Yeah. Got it. So, um, and ultimately, he, the good news is that they got two sharks instead of just one. Totally. With, they went with Kevin, you know. Yeah, and but when they were getting together, Barbara and Mark, he's like, "I don't want to do the work." She's like, "I'll do it. I'll do it. Come on, let's do it." Yeah, she's, she's excited. She's about like, it. "I'm, I'm gonna do it." So, let's hope she pulls through. We'll see. We'll I see. I really want some of those veggie pops. Um, okay, let's talk about Nardo's Natural. Um, 
you know, bitter, as they said, bittersweet, and I don't know if there's a better word for it, but the fact that they are doing so well as a company, despite... The loss. Yeah. Yeah, that's so sad. And I don't think they gave um, an explanation for Just an accident. Yeah, tragic accident, they said. And he was like the one with, you know, that kind of sold the company, the little brother with the sweet smile. (laughs) I don't remember what Nardo's natural was. It's like a moisturizer type. Yeah, oh, that's right. Facial. That's right. And they had the coconut, like hand cream and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, so they, they had done the deal with Barbara back in the day. And again, they're doing success. You know, it's, it's good to hear that they are doing. I mean, to have 14, 14 sales representatives, that's, that's a lot of employed people. Absolutely. You know, um, so they're obviously making profit, profit enough to hire more people and pay these people, and and that's that's great. I like hearing that. But For obviously, sure. traffic tragic. Um, should we get into predictions for next week? Sure. Let's do it. Soundboard's home. Sorry, <laughs> Steven. Soundboard's home. He's on home. the phone with Phil. the caller. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He doesn't want to let us uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, Steven. All right, uh. let's just get into predictions. All right. There we go. I'll take. I'll take. There we go. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. I'll take that you were so enthralled in our discussion that you forgot that you needed to actually do a job, Stephen. <laughs> I can't help it if I hit the button; it doesn't play. I got. Can a you quick just say I button. was so enthralled with the discussion that I forgot that I had a job to do? I was so enthralled with the discussion <laughs> that I forgot that I had a job to do. Okay. All right. I was applying the numb nuts. I knew it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> numb cashews. Uh, okay, next week. Let's start with you, Brooke, since you're new to the panel. <gasps> oh, Lord. What do, what do you think uh, of next week? What are you excited about? Wait, you excited? Did, they, did they give an update on what who's coming next week? Well, Damon's back instead yes. of Barbara, so you, you, know, you missed him. I like him more than I like Barbara, to okay. be honest with you. So She's a little rigid sometimes. So. Crusty, as uh, as Robert called her. Why is he being so crusty? Crusty. Oh my god! Terrible description for a woman. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I think that there's going to be more um partnering up though. And you know, Lori and Robert got together this past week, and then all of a sudden, Barbara wanted to get on the bandwagon and partner up with Mark. And I think that they're going to start teaming up. And or those who are coming on and asking for money are going to start realizing that and they're compromising in their position to negotiate. They're going to say, can I get you both to work together for, you know, this or that? So that's my prediction. Interesting. I am just very interested to see what is going on with all those costumes. Yes, we got the weird Halloween type. Horror nights at Shark Tank. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that. If, if it is a Halloween business, it's going to be terrible. No one's going to bite on it only for the reason, like, it's so sp- time-specific right. that what are you going to do for the rest of the 11 months, 10 months, maybe? I, I Part of me wants to think that it's almost like a party-type package because people like Halloween so much. Why not have it all year round? <laughs> and, like, this is obviously a super far guess because I have no idea what it could possibly be. But I would like to gossip about something. What do you want to gossip Ooh, about? We love gossip. 
Okay, so we always talk about Robert and how much we love him and how he's the, the cutest family man. And I think it's a little bit interesting. We didn't talk about this with during Barry's, but we learned a little bit more about his past. And it was interesting to hear that his father, because they always say he, he's the son of an immigrant factory worker, but his father actually escaped jail mm-hmm. and got them over here on a boat in the middle of the night. I added the middle of the night part, but just to be a bit more dramatic. <laughs> but I had no idea about that. And so I thought more. that was interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Did you guys know that? Um, I, I, I think he's talked about it, but he hasn't, you know, he doesn't touch on it too much, much. all the time. But he gave a little bit more detail today, which I thought was cool. Yeah. I think so too, and, and and again, just he uses it to illustrate a point and to teach, and that's what I I, I love, I love that about Robert. Right. What what did you okay? It's, since you're Greek, uh, what did you think? Of, we we haven't touched on the pers yeah, Persephone. I'm trying to think of how he said Persephone. Persephone. Sto- he said story. Persephone. It's Persephone, uh, Kevin. That's the only thing I'm gonna I'm gonna get you on, Kevin. Is that it's Persephone? He. Use this for um, to talk about the ruffle butts, correct? Yes. And about how the devil of inventory. Yes. <sighs> I, good I, metaphor. Could we agree? Yeah, it was a good metaphor. Okay. Um, you just upset. That I just kept... think I just think he likes to hear himself talk. Here's the thing. I think ironically, I, I think so, but he doesn't talk as much as you would think. No, he, he, he talks and I, I thought enough. for him, here's the thing, I thought for him, again, he'll give you a lesson if you're willing to listen to it. Right. And there was a lesson in that. And so it, this was actually a much easier to grasp lesson than most of his lessons. That was kind of a long story for the lesson would, to be learned. Exactly. Though, like, like, that's a pretty basic lesson. Like, greed is like the root, you know, like the root of all evil or whatever. Like, it could have been taught much more quickly. All I, but what he did say at the end was like, you just want more, more. And I kept thinking of those AT&T commercials. Is AT&T with the kids? We want more. More yeah. is better. Yeah. Anyway. See, I don't necessarily think she's very greedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she is just trying to build her business and wants to find what works the best. And this is the only way she knows how. I think she just needs waters. to learn how to streamline. I think that she has all these people who are a part of the business who are like, we want this custom made and that or this. And she needs to learn to say no instead of it being a matter of her being greedy and wanting more money. That's true. That's true. I mean, I, I like that they listened and they, they um, started uh, one for for boys. Right. But, yeah, I think it stems from that, just always trying to please everybody. Right, exactly. And I love how just because I'm Greek, <laughs> it makes it – I'm more credible to discuss whether that is a fair oh, uh, analogy yeah. or not. Well, Persephone was Greek. Yes, I know. I just so think it's was funny. Zeus. I know. That's I know. your people. Those are my people. Those are your peeps. That's right. So, <laughs> all right. Um, anyway, it's been a great episode of Shark Tank. We thank you guys for uh, tuning in yet again. Um, please continue to rate and comment, but more importantly, tell a friend. See, we told our friend, and we got Brooke. Yay! See, we brought, we did our due diligence. We got more people on the show. That's right. And uh, we're we're gonna continue to try to book the sharks on the show um, for you guys. It's always a scheduling nightmare, unfortunately, because they are so busy. Uh, but they do uh, want to do it. Lori, in particular. Um, in the meantime, you can follow us here at AfterBuzz TV um, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. But where can they find you, Miss Zias? You can find me at. Uh, at Ms. Zias on Twitter and Instagram at, and at MsZias.com. 
Nice. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brooke Chavez LA. And uh, you can also catch them on other shows, for example, Awkward, the, the MTV comedy show. Yes, uh, so excited. Awkward starts this Wednesday night, um, and we've had a lot of great guests on, and it's really fun, MTV. it's I can't believe I'm watching MTV again and how much I love it. So. Know, and I'm there's excited. a few more episodes left of America's Next Top Model. You can catch Brooke on that, and a few more episodes of Real Housewives of Miami. So I am the Real Housewives queen. Give me the gossip. Give me the scoop. I want to hear it all. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills will be starting on November 4th, and we're so excited. I'm there glad you, you can watch Housewives and Shark Tank and talk about both of them. That gives now you that's a lot of credit. A there <laughs> exactly. you go. All right, guys. Go run and go. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks, guys. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.